0: Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey always reigns supreme. Whether you were raised at the barn in Uniondale or born in the stable at Belmont, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, let's drop the puck and get this party started.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is Monday, January 2nd, 2023. Welcome to the program. Big show coming up for you tonight. We're back here at Floored Media in Rockville Center. Yes, the wonderful Floored Media. Nick Costa of Offside Tavern is going to join us, talk about the resurrection of Offside Tavern coming our way. Very excited about that. Had a chance to stop in there last night. And uh, very exciting things going on there. Can't wait to talk to him. My name is Sean Cuthbert. With me tonight is Mr. Chris Bada. Chris how are we doing? How are the holidays? Um, everybody's doing great. Happy New Year to you and your family and all the fans out there. Yes, Happy New Year. And folks, if you're wondering, any of you watching out there, if you're wondering why I'm wearing this ridiculously ugly putrid hat on my head, the the Rangers Ed podcast hat, it's, it's because uh, if you happen to listen to last week's show, last, last show at the from Lost Farmer Brewing Company, we made a little wager with the uh the good folks at the Rangers Ed podcast and that and that was the loser would wear the hat of the opposing podcast if your team lost and well the Islanders not only lost but, but a weird prediction from coach Ed right on the money 5-3 he even got the score right amazing 5 to 3 so here i am wearing this disgusting hat i can't wait to throw in the, tr- the trash after the show is over but a bet's a bet you got to honor it and uh and here we are so so <laughs> let's get the show going i want to remind everybody that we are proud to be presented by blue line deli and bagels located at 719 west jericho turnpike in huntington 217 carlton avenue in east islip and of course UBS Arena Belmont, also proud to be sponsored by Lost Farmer Brewing Company, located at 63A 2nd Street in Mineola, and of course, brand new sponsor, Main Street Board Game Cafe, located at 307 Main Street in Huntington Village. So, with that out of the way, Chris, since our last show, the Islanders were riding a three-game winning streak, and they rode that all the way into a very disappointing loss Last night in Seattle. So why don't we start there? Touch a little bit on the fact that they had two big five to one wins against Florida and Pittsburgh. They have a bit of a commanding win uh, against Columbus, not so much in the scoreboard, but maybe on the uh, on the ice, two to one victory there. And then last night, a very uninspired game against uh, Seattle. What would you see out there?
2: I try not to, and I think this is the case. Uh, you know, I always read Kevin at the Athletic. You know, like you wrote a story off of last night's game in Seattle about Coach Lambert. I try not to – I try to be mindful of the fact, Sean, that when we do these shows to not just have the last game be the overriding impression. Sure. Right, to be fair. Yep. But on the other hand (laughs) (laughs) – Yeah. Because they continue on the road for th- these three more this week, including one tomorrow night in Vancouver, like I very much feel like that Seattle game is important. That's not to write off the games. Each one was interesting. Florida, they seem to be in trouble. But let's not lose sight of the fact that Florida isn't that far behind the Islanders. Right. Um, Columbus, listen. It's a nice scrimmage. Everybody had a great time at UBS. They did what they had to do. They went. They won. The Pittsburgh game is fascinating to me because of the travel element. Mm. The fact that Pittsburgh, like all teams were supposed to, only traveled the day of the game. Uh, Toronto flew up the night before. I don't know if you heard about this. Toronto no. Maple Leafs illegally flew up oh, the night yes. before. They were to fine. St. Louis, won the game. And we're fined $100,000. Mm. There's not a team in the league, including the Islanders and Lula amarello who would not gladly have paid that fine $100,000 if they could have gone there mm. the night before. So I don't, That maybe that's the most Toronto could be fined. That's okay. As we, <laughs> as we say, that's another segment. Okay. But when I talk about concerns for this team, yeah. and there were a lot of them coming off of last night, I am reminded that thanks to the statisticians out there, since December 6th, the Islanders are 5-4-2. Now, I know we could probably back that up two more weeks and the record would look better. Yep. But in the yep. last month or so, last four weeks or so, only the Flyers, Blue Jackets, and the Devils, who've stumbled badly, mm. have a worse record in the Metropolitan Division. So there is a lot to talk about tonight, Sean. Okay, well, let's key on key on, on that then. You tell me your reaction.
1: <laughs> it was poor, Chris. <laughs> no, last night was was very uninspiring, and and that's what I'm trying to figure out with this team because they string those three wins together. It, it looks like, hey, maybe they're finally finding that consistency that that we've been looking for all season, right, where they, they've rattled off a few wins and they have a bad stretch, and that's kind of what it's been. It's been a little, a little bit of a roller coaster up and down now. Granted, more wins than losses, but not enough, clearly, because now they're once again on the outside looking in, in a playoff spot uh, thanks to the Rangers winning. And, and, you, and you just look at this whole situation and wonder, you know, what are we going to see now? We're going to hit the halfway mark at the end of this road trip. So who is this team going to be? It's just – there's you're you're fine to have a couple of losses here and there it's going to happen whether it's against the Kraken whether it's against Arizona whomever it may be it's going to happen but it's just it just doesn't make sense to me after those great great wins those all three of them were good they they could have won that game 5 to 1 against Columbus too they outplayed them the whole night mm-hmm. And you see that, and then they come into this this game against the Kraken, who are of course better this season. They're they're trying to knock on the playoffs themselves, but a very winnable game where they really could have uh, you know put some points together, especially when you see a team like the Devils finally coming back down to earth, and they're slowly slipping down the standings a little bit here. And I wouldn't be surprised if if they're in a similar spot as the Islanders in a week or two from now. But with all that being said, it's just how and why do they come out to a game like this against the Kraken when they have a great opportunity to put a fourth win in a row here, a very winnable game tomorrow against Vancouver. And, you know, they could have came out, of, and not to say that they still can't come out of this trip, you know, looking pretty good, but I just don't understand why they, they put efforts forth like this. I almost wondered if they party too hard for, uh, for New Year's going into that so game. So
2: they flew up two days before the game. Sometimes teams will do this when they're going to uh, far out west or coming back the other way and there's a big time difference. So the Islanders prepared for this. They they didn't arrive the day before the game midday, which was normal, mm-hmm. they did it two days before. So they put everything in place. Management put in everything in place. The players probably, the, the, the leaders, the captains probably said, sure, you know, like, we're not celebrating. We're, we're gonna do New Year's, we'll do it on the road. So mm-hmm. they put all things in place. I thought Lane Lambert, especially on the question after the game last night about the power play, where he finally, after saying, Hey, like I often say in the show, these things kind of come and go. And you don't, he looked irritated after the game, rightfully so. Um, And it really reared its head. It was really clear when he answered the question about the power play. And, I think where he might be and I'll tell you where I am right now with this team is we've this is a show that we talk we do it about once a week and we try to analyze what they are where they are mm-hmm. and, and an ongoing theme is we don't exactly know that. right yeah but what we have seen on the positive side is that I don't remember which Adam Sandler movie it was where the guy says, Oh no, we suck again, you know, whatever. Oh yes, that was the Water Boy. Whatever, yeah. Classic right. movie. Yeah. So <laughs> when I back in the day when I was with the Islanders, we would sometimes have these seasons like I think yeah. it was Teddy Nolan's second season. The first season went okay, right? Mm-hmm. We make mm-hmm. the class. The second season didn't go so well. And I remember one of the equipment managers saying to me, Oh no, we suck again. <laughs> so I think going into this season with the same guys, with very few few changes except for the head coach but he just moved over one chair the question was uh, uh, is it possible that they could that this is a team on the downside is it possible that with the gang back together they're going to be a contender again what we've learned so far is oh no we do not suck again this team does not suck and that's good I mean, seriously. Sure, right? yes, that's, it would, that's it What would suck would be sitting here right now with them being 10 games out of a playoff race because yeah. it's rare that teams come back from that. Correct. Right? So they're two, they're one. Pittsburgh lost today in the Winter Classic. Oh, it was in Boston. Did let's you have, watch? It's happening it in Fenway again. I went to the first one. They did it already. We could talk about that in a later segment on this show. <laughs> let's put it on the board. Um, <laughs> so we know they don't suck again, sure. and that's cool, but now they have to start making their move. I've told, you know, you can't just snap your fingers and, and, and the, the critics, the fans, some of the strong ones will say the talent's just not there. I told you, Chris. I told you, Sean. I get that. <laughs> but they they every time it looks like maybe they will make their move, they haven't. And they're, they're in the next 20 games now, they we're going to start to run out of time. They're going to start to run out of time. Right. So that's why when you see a game like the one in Seattle, and you knew Seattle was going to come out strong because they, they sucked badly against edmonton mm. so much so that the islander scouts and coaches were at that game because mm. they had arrived at the time for it, and they were probably well, that didn't pay off. yeah no what i'm saying <laughs> is when edmonton reeled off something like three goals in the first two minutes they yeah. were probably like oh boy they're going to be ready for us <laughs> right so listen guys okay it's it's getting late a, a little bit early here as yogi berra kind of once said mm. they have to start making their move they are they don't suck that's cool are they a bonafide playoff team? Are they a contender? They're contend right now. They don't look like a contender. Are they a bonafide playoff team? We still don't know that. I mean, we both seem to think so. We've whenever we talk about the playoffs, bonafide, we both. By the way, I'm oh, sorry, but just bonafide. I just mean like they're locked to make it. I, oh, okay, right, yeah, I can't say that right. No, that's
1: absolutely that. not, especially when they're literally not in a spot. Right. That's fair. <laughs> but look, it's and you might be inclined to to blame the injuries, right? But you see the wins that they get against Pittsburgh, and they do it yeah. with the same. The same clientele and it works out. So, you know, and and, and I and we're going to key on those guys after we interview Nick from Offside Tavern. We'll talk about the guys that came in for the guys that are hurt. But, you know, if, if you can get a 5 1 win against Florida, you can get a 5 1 win against Pittsburgh with the Ratus and Fashings and Wortherspoons of the world, then you should be able to get a win in Seattle against the Kraken. So I just, I'm still trying to figure out what is it about this team that, you know, just they can't get get up for some of these games and and I thought maybe j- with last night's game it was just okay this is one of their typical slow starts they'll you know they tied it late in the first okay they'll take it over and the, you know they'll have their intermission. they'll take over in the second they'll you know they'll get a nice little win out of this right and that just never came they never showed up it just never happened I mean I don't forget what their final shots on goal total was but I remember it was 12 through late into the game so just uh, an uninspired effort and I'm really trying to figure out what it is about this team where where that's coming from.
2: When it comes to the injuries, about the guys who aren't there, I know we're going to talk about the guys who have joined the lineup and have contributed. Of the guys who are not there, and I want to be respectful about this, but Pellick is the real loss, right? If we, if we, before this run of injuries happened, if we were to just, to be fair and just say, here are the six or seven guys. We don't think, you know, they can't lose for a long amount of time. Brazal right. would be on that list. Sorokin. Nelson mm-hmm. would be on that list. Right. Pellick would certainly be on that list. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even uh, J.J., for example. or You know, we could then debate the other sure. two or three. Sure. As for the other guys, because they haven't been big contributors, mm-hmm. in- including Palmieri, I just can't get that caught up in it. So, so you know, all the, a lot of teams have injuries. Like, right. So exactly. So I'm not, I'm not giving him a pass on that. I am for Pellick, I got sympathy. I got. Mm-hmm. you know, I get. That's a big loss. And if he's gone for a long time, he is going to have to be replaced by better than what they have. But as for the other guys, th- th- it's quantity. They are good players. It's too bad in different cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, at Holmstrom in terms of his development. Right. But it's Pellick and nobody else, in my opinion. In some cases, guys. Like Wallstrom, uh, he wasn't always playing. Like Oliver Wallstrom, he wasn't always playing. Right. So I, I right. so Pellick is is the big one there. Yeah, I think
1: there there might be a couple of goals against. It may not have happened if he was in the lineup. Course, but maybe yeah. that would have changed a couple of points on this on the
2: stand. Uh, no, they miss him. Day. You see yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. All right. Well, good chat there. But we're gonna have another great chat coming up with Nick from Offside Tavern. So folks, want to thank you so much for tuning in to twitch.tv slash Hockey NY and your favorite podcast providers. When we come back, Nick Costa from Offside Tavern will be joining us. Hey, Islander fans, you already know Blue Line Deli and Bagels is the best place to get your game day meal. And now, you can get it at the game. Blue Line Deli and Bagels is proud to be featured in the brand new UBS Arena for all Islander games and live events as an official partner of the New York Islanders. Blue Line is also moving beyond Belmont, opening its doors at 217 Carlton Avenue in East Islip. So whether it's at the Islanders' new home, East Islip, or at the flagship deli at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, all three locations are eager to greet you with their familiar friendly service and the best food around. So stop on in for delicious Bagel Boss bagels, party breakfast favorites, tasty hockey themed heroes, freshly made smoothies, and so much more. And remember, you can always check out the menu and order online at bluelinedeli.com. Blue Line Deli and Bagels, our goal is to make you a hero. Time
0: to our sponsors. Ready to talk more aisles? The train rolls on
1: right here on Hockey Night in New York. Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. Joining us on the line right now, good friend of the show, Mister Nick Costa from Offside Tavern. Nick, pleasure to have you on. How you doing, bud? I'm
0: not going to lie to you, I, I didn't know if this was just going to be audio or if, <laughs> yeah, there's video involved. I would have, uh, I would have cleaned up a little better. <laughs> Sorry about that.
1: <laughs> I'm sure you look fine. I'm sure you look great. But the important thing is you're here and Offside Tavern is going to be back. So let's start talking about that, man. How does it feel to be resurrecting the uh, the wonderful Offside Tavern?
0: It's it's great. It's uh it's it's pretty surreal. Um but you know, at the end of the day a lot of work went into it to uh to bring the old girl back from the dead um and yeah I'm, I'm super excited for everybody to uh come check it out when we're finally open
1: yes absolutely we're very excited about it here too uh had the pleasure of uh, getting an invitation from yourself to head over there last night and everything looks phenomenal i can't i'm very very excited for you guys it looks great um what do you love about the new place what are you excited to show everybody when when you open up the new spot and you know any any changes anything that's new in there
0: uh, well, first and foremost, this place is just much bigger. Um, it is uh, three huge rooms. Uh, it's over twice the size of the first offside. And, you know, the first offside was my first time um, owning my own business, having, you know, it be my place, built how I want it. And at the end of the day, I... May or may not have made some mistakes along the way, you know. It was, you know, first time jitters, um, and that this time around we um, we've got all of those all of those mistakes in the past, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to uh, just providing Isles fans with a with a great place to experience the game, and that's kind of what last night was. Last night was a test run. We wanted to uh, have like a dress rehearsal before we open up.
1: Yeah, no doubt. And, and it's beautiful in there again. Very excited to uh, to see it open and running again. Obviously had some great times there doing some viewing parties and whatnot. And uh, the place, place was packed out for some big Islander playoff games and everything. Just just a lot of fun and just such a great central hub for, for New York Islander fans in Manhattan to, yeah. to gather and, and watch the game and And, uh, you know, it's just it's surreal, I think, that the fact that you guys are coming back because to me, you know, with with COVID happening, you see businesses closing left and right and you guys obviously falling falling victim to it. Um, you know, you just don't expect to see a comeback. And, and the fact that we're going to have you guys back is just uh, fantastic. And I know uh, a lot of people are very excited about it, especially buddies of mine and stuff like that. Um, but it's but it's perfect that you mentioned that, you you know, you had your your first go around owning a business with the first locale. So is there anything particular that you did learn that, you, that you'd be willing to share from going from there to the new location where you said, okay, you know, we could have done this better, we could have, you know, provided this for, for the visitors and for the fans coming in for the game. Is there anything that sticks out for you where you're like, okay, this is something I definitely want in the new location that we're going to have for the fans when they come in?
0: I mean, at the at the old place, uh, we kind of had two Achilles heels that we really didn't have too much say about, uh, one of which was uh, was uh, our kitchen really wasn't where we wanted it to be, um, and uh a lot of that just had to had to do with how the building was designed mm. and what we could have and what we couldn't have. And in this place, it's a full kitchen. It's a fully built out, huge, probably twice the size of our old kitchen. Awesome. Um, and the other is uh, is just tech stuff. You know, tech stuff that matters: so audio, video which is which is why we you know we had that little gathering last night right just to just to test it out um, and sure enough there were some hiccups <laughs> so that's that's what last night was for so I had my uh, AV guy in here today which is why I couldn't be in the studio with you fine gentlemen <laughs> um, so he, he he fixed them and now it's uh, loud and clear
1: yes yeah, and fans will be happy to know that there are plenty of huge screen TVs in there for the game. So it's going to be great. Great. Excellent. Go
2: ahead. Hey, Nick, it's Chris Bada. How are you?
0: Good, Chris. Good to see you again.
2: Yeah. We talked when you opened at UBS when I was writing for the uh, trade publication. Nice to say hello. Just one other thing I want to let you know, I was home for 10 straight days and nights with my family around the holidays. I would have paid good money to have an excuse to get the frick out of the house (laughs) last night. So maybe think about uh, also inviting me next time. Okay. um geez
0: you know that's 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 all did, my it, and been. it should
2: just text me if sean uh nicks that it's possible <laughs> okay, that okay. Sean nick that. specifically said not to bring him. okay um <laughs> my question is do you go all in i know this might sound obvious but i'm just trying to think this through here because I, I wasn't there last night do you go all in on the islanders or is it islanders lead and it's a hockey place like, what is, what is your theme for this one? Is it the same as... Oh, that? no,
0: it's 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 all in on You're the all, aisles. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, if the aisles are off and there's another game on, sure, we'll put it on. We're <laughs> not putting the sound on for it. We're, it's It'll just be background noise until the next Islander game starts.
2: Uh, very cool. And... Yeah. Uh, uh, you're near universities. Are there either things you could do or things that you started to do about, you know, thinking about uh, luring fans over? Because, you know, there's certainly plenty of Islander fans around there.
0: Oh, absolutely. And I mean, this is the neighborhood that we're in now. It's, uh, it's actually technically Alphabet City. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a much more, our last place was on 14th between 6th and 7th. And it was just a, graveyard of things to do there was nothing really around there there was like the the salvation army headquarters across the street from us and a ymca and that was about it so this this neighborhood it's uh it's much more nightlife friendly um you know i've been here working on the place and i would sometimes run across the street to the deli you know midnight 1 a.m and the streets are just mobbed so it's it's a it's a better location for us um just for survivability
2: <laughs> wow. congratulations on i think it's awesome that you're doing it and i know it's going to go great whatever we could do to help or i personally could do to help uh let me know and i look forward to getting there
0: awesome great can't wait to see you in there
1: so so nick i know that uh, there may be some things that are up in the air and whatnot and uh, not like to play off, not, not <laughs> sure, not to sure. not to put any pressure on you before we move on to talking about the Islanders. Is, but do you do you have a ballpark on maybe when uh, Islander fans can can get in there into into offside? Um, where
0: we're at right now, I mean, you saw the place last night. We're we're just about ready. There's a few things here and there that we knew we would have to get done, mm-hmm. but we're. We're comfortable with where the place is. Sure, it it, it may evolve and get better over time, but if I could open tonight, I'd be open tonight. Um, Right now, the things that are holding us up are bureaucratic stuff, just stuff that we have to wait for this guy to come and do this so that the next guy can come and do that, and we're we're very far along the line, two emails, and the place could be open.
1: Okay, so we're not too far away. Not at all. Love to hear it. All right, so let's talk about your favorite hockey team, who uh, they're on the outside looking in the playoffs as we speak right now. Chris and I were just talking about it. What do you like about this team so far this season with uh, Lane Lambert leading the charge here? What do you see from this team? Which, but which, which team are you talking about? <laughs> oh, uh, the New York Islanders. Yeah, but which one? Because I'm not
2: one uh, team. Or the-
0: yeah. nice another. Well, and you're absolutely right. Pelic is, it's, it's, you know, you don't know what you have until you, until they're gone. <laughs> right. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I miss him. I love him. <laughs> I want him in my life again.
1: Same. Same. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel we're all on the same page with that. Sure. Um, but no, I, I, I like, what I'm seeing from some of these unknown faces um, that were previously unknown and now are just rock stars. Yeah. Um, you know, Holmstrom, he, he can be scary and Ratu. I mean, the move that he made to score that goal, yes. like that that's a year five guy kind of move. Right. right. Like it, that takes confidence and I'm, I'm excited to see them both develop and, one day be on the line
1: with Barzy. <laughs> yeah, hopefully someday soon. And a question we get asked a lot, a lot here on the show is, you know, what what do the Islanders need to to trade for? Who are they going to trade for to improve this team to to make a you know a playoff run a Stanley Cup run? So I'm going to toss that your, your way. If there was an improvement that this team could need, where do you see it?
0: You're throwing that on me, Jesus.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're you're on the show, so I, I got to ask. Uh, you something, yeah, so. I guess. If you if, if would um, indulge us, please.
0: Okay, what do, what do we need? Um, I think uh, saying we need a scorer is you know that's mm-hmm. a little redundant. Um, it's okay. I, I feel like the nights that were that were on fire, like the previous three games before last night's mm-hmm. shenanigans, um, right. they played with a level of confidence, um, and I. Whatever guy brings that confidence out of them, I, I don't know if it's a single guy who, mm-hmm. who if it's a, if it's a leadership thing, um, not to say anything bad about the Islanders' leadership, but just uh, I, when JG Pajot came to our team and he just he just became this spark plug and it was obviously contagious and the team rallied yeah. and did better because he was there. Whoever that guy is, get two of them.
1: <laughs> okay. And maybe that guy's out there. You know, you see some names floating around there, like Bo Horvat and stuff like that being out there. Sure. Like, maybe that's the guy they get. Now, you were just raving about Atu Ratu. Now, is he a guy you want to hold on to? Like, you got to give to get in these trades. Is he somebody you're willing to give up? Or, uh, you know, you want to hold on to him and see how he develops as an Islander?
0: Oh, I, I want to hang on to him. Just because just I want to name drinks after them,
1: mostly. <laughs> that's fair. And you know what? I love that you mentioned that. Do you have any... Uh, you don't have to reveal them now, but do you have any tricks up your sleeve for maybe some new we, drinks or new menu items?
0: I've got a few, and then I've got a few that I need to rename, that the cocktails were successful, but I don't think we can sell Josh ho anymore.
1: Mm, sure. Yeah, that they be frowned upon. I suppose uh, Tater Trots have seen their day in the sun, too. I guess that's... <sighs> They have, no, no, and I—I mean, wouldn't be opposed to, to keeping a, those around. Yeah, I mean, he deserves. I've yeah. been
0: trying to make a Lambert, lamb burger or something, but then it just sounds <laughs> yes. like it's made out of lamb. It's a whole thing. <laughs> I don't
1: know. That's phenomenal. I think you should do that. I would eat a lamb burger, and I've never had lamb burger before, <laughs> but I would do it if it was called the the Lane Lamb Burger. <laughs>
0: Lane Lamb Burger, yeah.
1: Love that. Love that. <laughs> All right, Nick. Well, listen, I know you're a busy guy over there. You're doing great stuff. Once again, thanks for having us last night. It was uh, it was great to be there, great to see a lot of familiar faces and have a good time. I think the only thing that went wrong was uh, the Islanders putting together a, a pretty crappy performance. But um, had a blast and uh, really looking forward to getting back in there again and uh, hope, hope to talk to you soon, man.
0: Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys.
2: Good luck, Nick.
1: You got it, bud. Take care. Thank you. All, All right, folks, that was the great Nick Costa of Offside Tavern home base in Manhattan is coming back
2: TBD but it'll be soon I think you know I just listening to him and I talked to him once before mm-hmm. um like really think about what he's doing I even just sitting here like it's it's amazing it's gutsy it's putting your heart uh, and your, your career your life uh, you know like, yeah like you know This isn't, he's not digging around. (laughs) No, he's not. He is not. And, you know, you could say that there's a lot of businesses out there that that would be challenging, and he's doing something that's a passion project. He saw some success with it. He's now learned from it, and he's going to give it another go, you know, post-pandemic-ish. Hopefully Islanders rebound as well as well. And, uh, like, how the hell can you not root for that guy? Right, like, and for that place, and and for us. I mean, I wish it was a little bit closer to where we live. Sure, but it's just a train ride right away. That said, you know, we will be there. Yeah. we'll be there.
1: No, no question about it. And no, I mean, he he loves that place. He loves that place. He loves the team. And anytime I went in there, you know, for even last night, but anytime I went in there for for any of the the events or the the games that you know I went to watch the games or be a part of or whatnot, he's always got a smile on his face. Like you can just see. The joy that he has just hosting his people, you know, Islander fans. And, and I can see even when it.
2: you introduced them, you had a big smile on your face, too. You could tell there's a lot of fun there. There's yes. A, there's a bond there. Yeah, no, Nick nice. Nick's a
1: great guy. Um, it was a
2: pleasure meeting him back. I met
1: him just after they opened. Um, so I, I forget exactly how I got wind. It was probably Twitter because that's where you learn everything these days. But I got wind of the fact that there was this Islander bar opening. I was like, I got to get over there. I got to meet these people, you know, because I mean, that's ballsy too—opening an Islander bar in Manhattan. Right. So I went over there and, and uh, I met him and we had a, a good chat. And, um, you know, ever since then, I've been going back and we've done events together. And uh, it's just a, been a pleasure going over there. So I'm just very excited and happy for him to uh, get that going. Again. Yeah. And
2: also, it's cool. It's, it's very cool that kind of you have these brand names that are in UBS, right? Rosner the blue yeah, line yeah. and he's got his thing but it's and that is really good don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but to have the real physical place where yes. people are gonna go yeah. to watch the games that, it's, that, that's, that's bigger it's great that the Islanders paid tribute I mean
1: and that's another thing too he was able to really make a dent in Islander country right to the point where yeah. the owners of the New York Islanders were like hey we want to put the name of your bar mm-hmm. in our brand new arena I mean that's huge in itself so it's just such a stamp that he's put on this on this fan base and now he's coming back it's it's great so it's it's
2: it's just uh you know it's great to see i'm very happy for him and i can't wait to get in there so absolutely yeah. the blue line too that they did it and yeah the travel fan the road fan grew and yeah. you now there's uh and the owners and and the staff did an incredible job with the yes with all those personal touches now we
1: just need the hockey night new york
2: shake shack there and, you go uh, <laughs> we're good to go very nice
1: All right, so folks, want to thank you once again for tuning in to Hockey Night in New York at twitch.tv slash HockeyNightNY. If you're hanging out with us live, don't forget to get your questions in for questions brewing later on in the show. And a thank you to listen on the podcast providers later on. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back.
3: Miss the days of mixtapes and arcades? Love the taste of a bold IPA or maybe an ice-cold lager? There's a place where all of those magical things come together. Lost Farmer Brewing Company. At 63A East 2nd Street in the heart of Mineola, Lost Farmer combines a love of the 80s and a passion for quality beer to create brews that can only be described as gnarly, radical, and totally tubular. The retro vibe of the tasting bar will amp up your nostalgia, while the blend of both local and exotic ingredients amp up your taste buds. Beer not your thing? Crack open a can of cider or sip a Chardonnay on the extended patio. Order up from the snack menu. You can even bring your own. If you're more of a homebody, pick up a growler to go or order online at lostfarmerbrewing.com. And for all of Long Island's hockey fans, Lost Farmer created the delicious Stable Shaker American Lager to celebrate the newly built UBS Arena at Belmont Park. Whether you're at the stable for a hockey game, concert, or a comedy show, you can find Stable Shaker by can and draft around the arena. So raise a cup to the next cup with Lost Farmer Brewery, the future of Long Island craft beer.
0: Now, it's time for What's on Tap, brought to you by R.J. Daniels,
1: American Bar and Grill. Well, folks, the, the programming has lied to you. It is not time for What's on Tap. However, <laughs> however, we are back from break, and Chris is going to do us a read right now. What
4: yeah. are we doing? And
2: we're going to have a very special... says <laughs> What's on Tap next. Uh, we're going to have a very special <laughs> break, segment with our, our three predictions for yes. the year. We need a new sheet. This is a live show, folks. And that segment happens tonight to be... Presented by our friends at the Main Street Board Game Cafe in Huntington Village on Long Island's North Shore. Games for sale and for open play. Food and drink, beer and wine, fun and friends. Bring the magic, magic of phones down, eyes up, tabletop board games to your family. Hey, listen! Great place. We've all been there. A place you want to check out. They got all the games that you want to play. All the hottest new releases. Strategic games. They got the Magic: The Gathering games. I'm riffing a little bit here because I can't read Sean's handwriting. I should have brought my spot that I had last year for my for my podcast. (laughs) He said he could read it. But (laughs) nobody is a bigger fan of the Main Street Board Game Cafe in Huntington Village on Long Island North Shore than me, folks. Please go. I'd love to do a show there someday. We got to get as many people down there as possible if they want us. The guy's doing Neil's doing so well there. But everybody is welcome. They do parties, corporate events located at 307 Main Street in Huntington Village. Go to Main Street Board Game dot com for more information. Main Street Board Game Cafe. Find your crowd. Unplug your game. That is Main St. Board Game Cafe. I, I even com. joked about that last week. That I kept on <laughs> saying Main Street, Main St. Board Game. <laughs> Cafe.com. You even did write ST and underlined it. There you go. Bain, S-T, board game, cafe.com. I'm I'm glad you're able to read that part at least. That's <laughs> yes. that's important. That part
1: <laughs> so let's do some predictions. It's a brand new year. It's twenty twenty three, so we decided we would do three predictions each. For this year, for the New York
2: Islanders, Chris, you want to take it away? Well, I'd say let's save one of them that we agreed to is that we we're going to say where how far, we they, think, know. How far they will go okay. this year. Okay. Uh, and we'll save that for last. Sure. So we will start with one each of the other two varieties. And Sounds you go good. first, my friend.
1: The Islanders will make a big trade before the trade deadline. A big trade? Yeah, I'm, I'd consider it a big trade. And I'm going to name a name. And this doesn't necessarily mean this wow. is who I think they should get, mm-hmm. who I want them to get. But I just have this feeling, which means absolutely nothing.
2: I don't know about that. But
1: I think Bo Horvat is going to be a New York Islander before the trade deadline.
2: Okay, I like that. Um, I'll skip to mine and and, and say that I had... Something too that, but I did, <laughs> I was softer than you. Okay. And that my prediction is that they will make one trade before this deadline. I wasn't, re- I'm not, and by the way, no, I'm not saying just, you know, some guy for a six round pick who's got gotcha. you know, like a depth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, somebody's somebody is going to be on the team, I wasn't uh, so uh, forward to say that. What I will, I'll move now to my second one and give you, this, this is a prediction of something they are not going to do. And that's whether it be in the Horvat trade Mm -hmm. or an equally big trade. Mm. I predict, and I believe, and yes, you might say they can't, but they will not trade their 2023 Mm. first round pick. Um, Okay. I think even Mr. Lamorello recognizes that this is a team that has not made a first round pick since 2019. Right. Um, Maybe for another day. I think Alexander Romanoff is a good player. I don't know I think when I don't know if anybody would trade a top fifteen, in this case I believe it's thirteenth overall pick mm-hmm. on the draft floor for mm-hmm. that player. He also can still develop, don't get me wrong, and it's about time they held on to it. I understand you could put in some conditions to protect yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. so, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just, I think for a lot of reasons, the biggest one being hockey, that's just something they can't do. And I believe they won't do. Maybe he'll trade the 2024 first rounder. I, all I'm protecting. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All I'm predicting slash protecting is this coming summers in 2023.
1: Okay. So my second prediction is Ilya Sorokin will win the Vesna Trophy.
2: Interesting. Now, it's I funny, right? That. Three weeks ago, I would have been like, Duh, "You know, like, <laughs> we, like we need you to come on here." And, and, um, you know, he's been he continues to be good. It's funny how that losing streak you know, he had he had two pe- bad games, right. Two sub optimal games, sub mm-hmm. sub Sorokin games, uh, <laughs> but now it's become like the six game losing streak. You know. Lambert stood up for him. I think it was even just last night. I mm-hmm. was not about him. We did no, him run absolutely not. No. Um, so I I love it. I will say um, that would that would tell me that I already know your prediction at the very least is mm-hmm. that the Islanders is going to make the playoffs mm-hmm. because you mm-hmm. don't make the playoffs. Correct. He might not even get a nomination, and that, and that wouldn't necessarily be fair, right? Because it's supposed to be the three best goalies. I think he had a few in votes the, last year And MLB. Guys like. The Mets guys mm. when the saw young when the team is, isn't even a 500 team sometimes so um uh, so okay I I like it um I'm not as bullish on it uh because there's more hockey to be played. But in a way, you're right. Like if they're going to make the playoffs, which is my prediction as well, and I'll go so far as to say that I believe they're going to lose in the second round, which means they're going to win a round, which means they're going to most likely upset somebody on paper Mm -hmm. because I don't think they're going to be one of the top seeds. So that's a pretty good season. But I imagine we'll do a show in May, and and we recap it then. Um, But they're going to need Sorokin to win the visit and the trophy. But my prediction is the Islanders will lose in the second round. The positive slant on that is that they will make the playoffs and win an exciting, perhaps surprising, to many people in the hockey world first round. But that's as far as they will go.
1: So my my prediction as far as that goes is very similar uh, with a couple more specifics, that they'll finish third in the Metro which means they'll open on on the road, as as you predicted as well, and just to toss a little fun in there against the New York Rangers in second place. They'll start an MSG for round one, and they will win that series and then, and then lose to the Carolina Hurricanes <laughs> in round two. <laughs> That's pretty much how I see it. Uh, I hope I'm wrong, and I hope we're talking about uh, this, this team in June, about a Stanley Cup celebration, and a lot can happen between now and then. But the way I see this team, uh, I think – you know, maybe there's going to be, even though they didn't make the playoffs last year, maybe a little hangover from from a couple of long runs. They have an older team, some guys in their 30s, and uh, I, it would be quite something. I would if if this team could get past the second round, especially with a team like the Carolina Hurricanes, probably in their way.
2: And ever since you mentioned Carolina in your answer and great prediction, by the way, love the specifics. You outclassed me in, in all of those every like, every day. Oh, well, <laughs> Um very specific. Um, it, it's so, so funny with this season because, like, I love, I, I don't to say I love Carolina. I enjoy watching Carolina play. I mm-hmm. respect for Brenda Moore and a lot of guys. They're getting patcher ready for the second half, it appears, right. early, earlier than they right. planned, um, earlier than they thought they were going to when they made that somewhat steel of a trade. But, like, sometimes you just wonder, like, or some, you know, like we're seeing with Jersey, who we knew would fall back, but they've fell fa- they've really fallen. Back to the uh, with this losing streak that they have, or a lot of losses coming up. Like Carolina is just rolling over everybody. Yeah, you you, it it's very very rare unless you're one of those elite elite teams like the Islanders of the '80s, Montreal Mm. with with the clear cut talent edge. It's really rare to sustain that for six more months. Right, so. You know, if you're a Carolina fan, you're you're hoping they come back to the back a little yeah, bit. Because yeah, yeah. It, it just it just doesn't work that way. It rarely rarely has. Right. Um. So, uh, love the predictions, so though. Great stuff. Um. Did we want to move on to the to the guys coming into the lineup? The guys or are coming are we going into, the lineup? into what's on tap? Oh, right. You know what? Because what the what's on tap plug was played eleven. We got. We ago. got. <laughs> It was,
4: and that's and that's okay. Ed's doing his best back Sean, there. Sean, when you read this paper, <laughs> I want a I want a public apology. I don't a think that's going to happen. That's yeah, it's that's not going like, to happen. I've but known Sean
1: long, long enough to know that. <laughs> <happened>. <laughs> well, Ed's being a good sport because he's actually uh, wearing the the Rangers Ed podcast unlike. hat along with me, unlike uh, the, the guy sitting next to me. But um, but that's all right. But Ed, it's it's fine, man. It's it's not a big deal. But yeah, you know what? Why don't we? We'll save that for later if we have time for it, if not maybe we can we can wrap about it next week. But for now let's go into what's on tap. You don't have to hit the button. We're good on that. Just take us to the segment and we'll rattle them off. So Chris, what's on tap? Tomorrow they go into Vancouver, Thursday in Edmonton, and then back to back they go to Calgary. So they're doing that, you know, West Coast Canada swing here. Uh, Vancouver, one of the lesser teams right now in the league, Edmonton and Calgary fighting for playoff spots over there in the West. That'll be a little tougher. What do you see out of these games?
2: What's happened with this season really pretty darn consistently is that when we've looked at weeks like this, home or road or whatever, you would look at that Calgary game as the one game you you would think they might lose. It's sure. the night after they play in Edmonton. Right. And Calgary's good. Right. Right. They're going to win. They're like, but, yeah. they, but they keep on winning those games. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> Edmonton has a key injury. I'm not too sure how long uh, they'll all be out, but they're starting to miss some guys too. Mm. Edmonton strikes me as the kind of team that a professional outfit like the Islanders uh, can take to them, take their crowd out of the game in the first period. Yeah. Um, Vancouver, man, you don't know. Wasn't it last year? Like the Islanders were up five zip after the first period on them. Boudreaux was looking like, I think that was just last year. Um, I'll, I'll double check. Okay. Um, well, the next break. There's no next break. No, no, the next break is the end of the show, Chris. <laughs> you just, uh, Vancouver's a weird one to me. I felt just on a personal note, Travis Green gets fired. They hire Bruce Boudreaux and then yeah. they win like their next 10. And you just, you feel so bad for the guys when you in this case there's somebody i know of course and, and i think a lot of fans know and have an affection for in travis and he's just got to be thinking at the time like wow was it wasn't me because they, they don't have much of a roster they're okay it's right an average um but then they go but then boudreaux within weeks of that great run this right they right fell apart again mm-hmm. and then this year the gm called them out um so Man, Vancouver's tough to predict. They do have some high-end talent. Um, They do have some speed. Uh, I'm not going to predict these three games. (laughs) Oh, come on. Be a sport. It it has been so unpredictable this season. The only thing that I – when you say those three things, Calgary on the back end of of two, Mm -hmm. it's a good, tough team that kind of has a little bit of everything, not that they've had the greatest of seasons, Mm -hmm. Um, strikes me as the one that they, on paper, would lose – but this year, they've won. Okay. Dude, what do you got?
1: I think they're going to go
2: 2-1. I think they're going to scout Bo Horvat tomorrow night. <laughs> and
1: then they're going to beat them. And then they'll split Edmonton and Calgary. You can pick which one they're going to win or lose. Uh, I think, you know, we did this. We did predictions in, with a week with Edmonton involved, too. And I think um, – I forget which which one of us got it right. But I'm going to say – they beat Edmonton and dropped to Calgary on the second of back-to-back. So go a little more traditional. Go that way. Yeah. So there you have it. It means nothing. But that's the prediction. But, Ed, now it's time for the Hero of the Week. So why don't you cue that up, bud? Ladies and gentlemen, when you hear this song, that means it's time for the Hero of the Week. Brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels. Half-price hero, which this week is the Blue Liner featuring chicken cutlet, bacon, melted American cheese, Russian dressing, all on a toasted garlic hero. Wonderful, wonderful stuff over there at Blue Line Deli. Head on over. Mention Hockey Night in New York to get half off
2: the Blue Liner. So, Chris, who is your hero of the week? Looking up that Islanders-Vancouver game, but my hero of the (laughs) week is the most excellent uh, studio host for MSG Networks, and that's Shannon Hogan. Hey, all right. Shannon uh, missed a a game or two uh, this year, um, and we're glad to see her back. She is reliable. She just brings a great spirit to not only the broadcast, but you you like the team, she does her job. She'll point out the tough things too. Yep. But there's just this kind of this... I wish I had it. She has this natural optimism. <laughs> I wish I had it too. Chris. She seems like a very nice <laughs> person. I met her once, actually. I bumped into her at the Rockwell Center train station a couple of years oh, ago. Oh, there you go. She could not have been nicer. We don't know each other at all. We're from different parts of the country. It also, I um, it was a really big fan of hers. I remember last year, and I know these are supposed to be short answers, but um, go go af- off. after Clark Gillies passed, uh, now, granted, she knew Clark because mm. Clark would come on the broadcast once right. in a while and he's been around, mm. but she's not somebody who, like, you know, came through Long Island and knows right. his team. It was right. Like, and she was just so um, moving, and she was so moved um, talking about it, and it just uh, it shows you kind of the heart uh, that this person, Shannon, has, um, and just a, a very, very uh, smooth Excellent broadcaster. She would never be caught babbling like I am now trying to explain. <laughs> I just it. had a nap. And uh, <laughs> so my hero of the week, but you know, could be for several weeks would be Shannon Hogan, th- MSG
1: Network. Star. I think that's a great pick. It's it's off the board, and I love it. And uh, Shannon Hogan has done a great job ever since she came over to MSG, and I've never heard a fan say a bad thing about her. Ever. She seems to be across the board loved by the fan base. She does an excellent job. And you know, it's, and even when she brings in AJ and everything like that, they all do a great job together. Um, she's been a great part of the broadcast. Hopefully she will be for a very long time. So nice pick there, Chris. Thank you. I, about every three, four weeks I go off the board. Nothing wrong with that. So now we'll get to mine, and I'm going back to the ice. And that's going to be Matt Barzell because uh, the guy's scoring goals. He's
2: a good hockey player.
1: Yeah, he's pretty good. He's uh, He's got five goals in his last five games. He's on a three-game goal-scoring sc- streak. So he's finally starting to put the puck in the net, which is nice to see. Hopefully that continues. Hopefully he keeps shooting the puck. But, look, he's this team's... Uh, you know, talent leader. You might uh, be able to argue whether he's the offensive leader. Cause there's a guy named Brock Nelson, who's uh, playing point for point for, with him right now. And I think he's been having a great season as well, but uh, Matt Barzell heating up on the score sheet as far
2: as goals go. So he's my hero and hopefully he keeps it up. Great choice. No matter what a coach might say after a game or the next day, when you see the Islanders Twitter, we'll show the five, seven minutes of lane talking to Kevin and Andrew and, and the gang. Um, the, if you want to know what a coach thinks of a player, all you have to do is go to the time on ice on the game sheet. And, you know, Matthew Barzell, he's a first-line player and he's a – star for the team and so he's always going to play like at least 16-17 minutes but last night he played close to 22, I think it was 21 and change Lane Lambert made a point of pointing that out to the writers after the game when they were asked about his play and playing with Tazekas. On the other hand, you know, Aturatu played 7 minutes on the 4th line, Uh Salo can't get in the game, you know, this guy plays 11 minutes, so that's your answer and as bad as last night was against Seattle uh, in one of his homecomings a former Seattle Thunderbird uh, Barzell, you know he, he played he played his bag off uh, he was there he, he gave his team everything uh, that they could ask for him and ask of him and uh, you know he's a great choice and he's and he's been scoring I kept a player there you
1: go. Goal scorer Matt Barzell, my hero of the week. A great pick by Chris and Shannon Hogan. So remember, head over to the Blue Line Deli and Bagels flagship location in Huntington. Mention Hockey Night in New York and get half off the Blue Liner. So, Chris, I mean, we can dive into those guys. We wanted to key on yeah, a little bit. a couple we, minutes left. Yeah. yeah, I think we can do that. And then questions we'll get, brewing. Yeah. So why don't we talk about these new faces Uh, in new places for the New York Islanders because of all these injuries that have been mounting lately. And we'll start with the guy you just mentioned, Atu Ratu. Uh, He's gotten into four games. He's been centering the fourth line. And and I know a couple of my buddies were growing a little bit. Oh, he's getting the Nino treatment. He's getting the Nino treatment. I was like, ah, it's a little bit different this time. But (laughs) (laughs) just a bit, (laughs) maybe. Just a bit. But... I think I think we like what we've seen out of him so far. Yes. Uh, limited minutes, as you said. He's basically getting eight to nine minutes. He did have that one night where he had about seven or so. But he's not getting in there. He's getting power play time, which you talk about trust. You're putting him on special teams. That's that's pretty trusting to the coaching staff there. He's got that one goal, obviously, in his first game, which is a beauty. Nick brought it up before. And and I think he was right in the money. That's, that's a confident move to make. I mean, that's something. He could have just fired that at, at the net as soon as he got it or tried to dish it off. But he saw a move. He made it. It was a beauty. And then the shot was even better. He puts it in the net. And hopefully that's a sign of things to come. And this is a guy who I'm pretty sure I said on this show I didn't even expect to see him this season at all. And here we
2: are four games later, what, you, what have you seen out of him so far? He He's a playmaker. He he has a different outlook on the ice. Mm. I like him on the power play. I'd like to see him even more on the power play. I, I think when you have a team that's been doing the same thing that has, for the most part, the same personnel yeah, for so right. long, just to have somebody who just thinks the game a little bit different. It would be sure. the same thing in basketball. It would be the same mm. thing in some other sports uh, where passing is key. Um, it, it's just really important to have him out there. I'm I'm is I'm usually the first person to say that these things tend to sort themselves out. Oh, who comes out of the lineup or who goes right. back? when they, mm-hmm. And then the next guy gets hurt. But it will be interesting because he can be sent down without having to go through waivers. Right. Um, and the fact that he's only played seven minutes last night and played—it's um, it, not unlike uh, the Nino thing in its own way. It's not a—it's not an unfair comparison. That was. That shit crazy by yeah. Snow and Doug And this was, was purely du- money-driven. Well, wasn't the coach. I was like, was it Cappy here? Oh, that might have been Scott Gordon, maybe? Or am I going too, back too far? I don't remember. I, they all blend I, together. I feel bad bringing it up <laughs> and then not remembering who the coach was. But sorry. I, 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 I were loved, human. I give you a lot of credit is. to Garth for a lot of things, including still two-thirds of the lineup that'll play tomorrow night. Fair. Um, but that whole Nino thing, and Nino didn't help himself in his agent. Right. So, right. Um, all that said, <laughs> uh, Ratu, you know, we, we just talked about him on our last show. He is a very good prospect. Uh, he's not an A-plus prospect yet, mm-hmm. but he brings something to the Islanders. You know, I was thinking about this too. Um, the Islanders have kind of been like a club in this Trotspert era, right? Like it, it, it's been the same. Did you just say Trotspert? Trotspert? yes. I love that. Trotson. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yes. got, that, got it. That's I could do on short <laughs> Okay. There. And, and, and Lou, of course, and Garth to a certain extent, right? And it, it's, you know you have Romanoff on D, but he's not homegrown. He comes in a trade. Parisi mm-hmm. comes in. But for the most part, right, It's we can name the guys. It's yeah. been this core. It's been right. this club mm-hmm. that helped them get to the seventh game of a conference final, and that counts for a lot, in my sure. opinion. Yeah. Um, so as fans, we all get excited about a homegrown guy, getting in there yeah absolutely and so we have a lot invested in this guy you talk to any you know big yankee fan and, and it's the guys who you know came through the minors that they like like passada and Jeta and, and, sure, and sure 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 and those guys um so it's fun to watch i don't you know are we going to be disappointed i just you hope that they continue to do the right things for him to me, like he deserves right now mm-hmm. to play a little more you're not going to get your answers about yeah. this guy now, and he's not going to hurt you playing on a better line, but I get it. He moves Zius up and hes well he's we've definitely something.
1: learned with this step the Trotsbert <laughs> staff is that they like to ease these guys along. Yeah. Yeah. And and maybe they know a little more than we do. Maybe <laughs> they probably do. Uh, and there's probably a reason for it, a good reason for it. I'm I'm happy to see that he looks like he can belong. Because mm-hmm. again, I wasn't expecting to even see him get in there at all this year. So the fact that he's kind of acclimating himself to the game quicker than than I expected is is great already. I love that they slapped number 16 on his back. It'd be nice to have another good number 16 on this team. It's been a while. Yeah. And and I think it's 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 hopeful. And 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 you, you hear Nick. He's like, I don't want to trade him. And he's he's probably a name that that's
2: was, part of it too. It's because he's he's like our guy. Right, right. to them, we believed in them
1: exactly. Right? But I th- but I think if if we went if we rewound to before the season started and you start talking, oh, they need to pick up a winger, right? Who are they throwing in the trade? Oh, well, they got Ratu, they got a first. But now that he's hit the ice, we've seen what he can do. And now I think fans are a little more
2: like, "Ah,
1: maybe we want to hang on to this guy.
2: And the other guy for tonight, I believe there's others we could talk about, including including Watherspoon. But I think the other guy, I'd like to get your view on, and I've been thinking about him a little bit lately. This is recently, again, as I think last week. Mm. I don't want to say I wrote him off, but we were, you know, we're... Fashion, of yeah. course, and there's always this thing like, well, you said it very well because I listened to the show today from last week. To, as part oh, Because I, I work at this, believe it or not, and um, <laughs> it shows. You said, you said he's come here to do what he was signed to do, and i was well put. He yes, you're all. I think what you also mean is like, but also let's not get silly, guys, fans. Right. In other words, right? right? Let's not get our hopes too. Two up, right? But I, would I, like to get your take on him now. Another four games in. Well, I probably
1: said this last week too. Didn't know a damn thing about him before mm-hmm. he came over, right? So he's been an absolute pleasant surprise. But again, within his skill set, again, I'm not saying he's he's going to be the next the next coming of the, the the first line winger that they need. But he's he's eleven games in now, two goals, two assists, but. Outside of those four points that he put up, he's very noticeable on the ice, and that's winning battles on the boards, uh, making room for for guys like Matt Barzell when he was skating on the first line with those guys. He was very much involved in some of the goals that they put up, whether it was Barzell or Josh Bailey when, when he was with them. So I definitely think he's a guy who's earned a longer look. Now, I think it's obvious that the coaching staff is going to go back to they're typical guys like Clutterbuck when he comes back, Paul Mary when he comes back, and obviously the the room, the room for Fashing perhaps gets smaller. And uh, they they've had jo- Johnson on the ice. He's a guy I would absolutely play uh, Fashing in front of now. I mean, maybe he becomes at the very least your thirteenth forward when everybody's healthy, and and maybe that causes some decisions for Lou to make or not. But I think he's a guy I'd like to see stick with this team longer because he's like a he's like tailor made for that bottom six. You know, like, he's a guy who, who again, he, he fishes out pucks. Um, he gets he gets into the dirty areas, and I think he's a guy who can help this team. He's, you know what he, he reminds me of, like, the unsung heroes throughout the season, the is the Martins, who all of a sudden really shine in the playoffs, right? When the game changes, he's that type of player where you look at the score sheet, and all of a sudden, those names are on it because those are the lines that are usually scoring goals. Now, granted, the Stars score goals, too, of course, right? They're going to lead the team, but... The, the the That game is elevated. That part of the game is elevated in the playoffs. So if they can get that far, I wouldn't be upset with him still being with the roster if they, if they get there.
2: So in these last, with each game, he shows something. And although, again, rightfully so, we can be, and I'll, I'll put this on myself quick to write people like this off as depth guys does yeah, his job. I, they did the yeah, they do the same. And maybe we'll never hear from him again. He's on right. a one-year contract. Right. But he's now shown enough, and yes, I did think about this while you were talking, and you know, I was pretending to listen. That, <laughs> of course, <laughs> that now he's becoming a little fascinating to me. Oh boy, because he <laughs> so he's twenty seven. Mm-hmm. His first 30, he played thirty eight games or so in the NHL before mm. he came here. Arizona, Arizona Buffalo, Buffalo yeah. had three points. He's got four and. and 10 minutes of lim- 11 minutes of lemonade, <laughs> so it's kind of interesting in itself, right? And you might say, or I'll say, I'll put this on myself. We got a couple minutes, right? Is that, um, geez, like he couldn't crack Buffalo, who sucked, yeah, in Arizona, yeah, yeah, who sucked. So, why would we think he could come here? But in the history of this, there doesn't often. There isn't often a rhyme or reason to this, and it made me think of another. So he's twenty-seven, mm. and it made me think of I another think, player.
1: Okay, I think I know where who you're going at with twenty-seven.
2: This. Not the same player, right? But at twenty-seven, was acquired late in the season along with another fellow short guy. Fashion's not short, no, and went on from being a contributor on the O one O two team, which we forget about talking about to becoming 55. a fifty-point scorer, becoming a fucking forty-goal. Yeah, scorer. I knew it. And, yeah, I, and, okay, all right. I'm not saying fashion's going to be a forty-goal scorer. The right, point here, right. though, is that Blake was on J- Jason Blake, loved the guy, crazy as all hell. And here's this. <laughs> I mean that in most of the best ways and some of, But but what made him a little bit off-center is mm-hmm. was that drive. Mm-hmm. Like like, I would tell people, okay, he might bother you a little bit mm-hmm. might be a little right. all over the place he might be a little too high energy yeah. after practices i'm pretty but sure he the- didn't just piss
1: off players on the opposing yeah teams. exactly yeah, yeah
2: but that's what drove that guy that guy had a motor yeah. man and he talk about self-made self-made at 27 yeah yeah right? yeah so he's undrafted he goes to la similar thing is fashion 27 years old he played in north dakota fashion uh Minnesota, I Michigan. do not know that. Sorry. I can't tell I, you. I have in front of me. I'm going to pretend not to look at my notes. And but for full four years, just like. Yeah. And the point is, is that occasionally some, a player gets that opportunity yes. and does emerge. I saw him being interviewed after the game, and he said, "Like I'm learning, like it isn't just about wanting to be happy to be here. I need to now take this." I liked what he said. I liked how he came off. Those are words. I'm not a scout. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. But there, there does seem to be something there. Mm-hmm. So I would just say, if he winds up getting continued third line opportunities or top three line opportunities, he's a guy. I'm now. I'm rooting for. Like yeah. I said we didn't know him. We're not not gonna at all. Not know him. Nope. Right. And and now <laughs> you find yourself rooting for him. Even, and, yeah. And, uh, and and I can't. It's not, is he going to be Jason? Like no. Can he be an everyday NHLer? Yes.
1: Yeah, and and Someday. just to your point, and great comparison to Jason Blake. But to your point, it's a buddy of mine he, he, who I typically talk to talk to about everything the Islanders do, and he's like, "Fashing, who the hell is Fashing?" They call this guy up, they you know, and he starts naming guys that he they called him up ahead of right. Mm-hmm. Fast forward a couple of days later, this fashion guy's great. Extend that. him,
2: yeah. <laughs> sign him to a sign him to Hurry a up, new what's contract. What's his first name, buddy? Not you. I mean, <laughs> right. you, can Say that to his friend. Now all right. of a sudden, everybody knows knows this guy's yeah. guy. Yeah, so no, it's a great story. the The thing on Blake, I know it kills you when I bring up like a military trade, but not at all. The year before the revival year with the coin and Ash, and it's funny. I almost forgot Blake was on that team. Yeah, but he was very much a fourth liner, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then battled his way from there. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end, toward the end of the year before, where we fucking sucked, it was that was the worst year. Beesbrook and Goal, right? Um, uh, just a bad right. year. That's why we wound up with the first overall pick and mm. took rookie and all that stuff, right? But, um, Milbury traded for two guys, and we were like, "Who were they?" And he traded for Steve Martin's. Steve. Martin's oh wow! It well. was like five foot six. Maybe. Wow. And Jason I remember that Blake. name. And he, what he said uh, in the interviews, what he said was, he goes, he, goes, he, goes, where, he, go, he was asked, are you doing this because the fans are booing you? He says, no, I'm doing it for me because I get why the fans are booing. He goes, I just think if we're not going to be good, I want to see guys who pour their hearts out, and these guys will do that. And they both did it. Martins is a minor leaguer, mm-hmm. I think, maybe for the most part, and maybe played in Ottawa a little bit after. Mm-hmm. Blake then just little by little just, He refused to let anybody uh, pigeonhole him as a depth guy, is too small, is not fast enough, is not tough enough. And uh, I would say to Mr. Fashion that, you know, there are role models out there for you at 27. And don't let, don't get into this thing of thinking you're a depth guy. Go in there, what you've been doing and Give it everything and, and aim higher. Don't just aim to be there, but aim higher. Yeah, so like
1: you said, sometimes it just takes the right opportunity with the right team in the right position and and, and anything can happen. I mean, that's why there's, what, eight rounds of the draft, right? Because yeah. you just never know. But great stuff on him. And I don't want to breeze over Parker Wilderspoon. We'll mention him real quick because we still do have to get the questions brewing. But he's gotten to four games. He's a plus two. He's been paired with with Ryan Pollock most recently. Uh, he's basically leaped over Robin Salo in the depth for yes, now. Basically.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Currently <laughs> has leaped over. Yeah,
1: yeah, because uh, he had a he had a rough go himself, Salo, which is unfortunate. But um, while the Spoons look pretty good, I think uh, he's opened some eyes as well. I don't know what his long-term future is, but he has certainly put his time in. He's been with this organization for a very long time playing in Bridgeport, probably a guy that most of us had written off as far as ever cracking the squad and, and, and you know making a name for himself. Here he is. He's finally getting his opportunity.
2: I think in four games he's looked all right. I put so much into that fashion, Jason Blake rabbit hole that I, I – I... I'm gonna go watch a few more games of, of Parker Watherspoon and and next week I'll give you I'll give you my defensive okay. equivalent. Well, for at the that. at the very least, Parker, if you're
1: obviously listening, uh, we're paying attention. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so absolutely. We'll uh, we'll we'll get that you back mean, on. You do root
2: for those guys. Yeah, right? absolutely. Like, you know, you just like it ain't you know Bridge Bridgeport is it? it it's not fun in the AHL. They're, they're, it's it might be the second best hockey league. A lot of people tell you mm-hmm. it's the second best hockey league in the world. But it's a uh, it's not fun. There's a lot of downtime. Sure, there's Ride no. buses. Yeah, I'm not gonna. You know, the area is okay. You know, what I mean, like it, it. It there's a there's a big there. Nobody's crying for okay. sure. Sure, but there is a huge difference between the life, not just the salary, but the life of an NHLer versus an AHLer and these guys you know are they're fighting to get out because it's the yeah, dream and once you also, get a taste yeah and don't so, want to go so back every once in a while when you hear like you know guys sent down and oh solo is his attitude that good or whatever mm. like i'm not defending it but what i'm saying is it is a real test for you it's all right well test. so for the guys who get out of it and make their case all the respect in the
1: world yeah and hopefully they continue to grow and uh help bring some success to this team so Folks, it is now time for Questions Brewing. Ed, let's go. It's time for Questions Brewing, brought to you by Lost Farmer Brewing Company.
4: Ed, Jay, how we doing over there, folks? You know, I was doing great, Sean. Before, uh, before a you, little change of you're schedule, still, you're still salty you. over that, huh? I thought yeah, maybe a you little. Know, bit. I was gonna thank you for the shirt you got <laughs> me on Christmas, but now all I could say is, I hope you, I, I hope you kept the receipt. He's off. on camera. Wow. Right? So oh yeah, the they eds, can see him. the ads. Can see this? Yeah, guy, the ads. If they're if they're watching, no, so you haven't. You, watched You gotta the show figure.
1: Backwards. You gotta figure. They're they're checking into it. it. You gotta. I figure. did watch one a
2: couple weeks <laughs> ago.
1: You got to figure they're making sure that uh, that we're honoring our side yeah, of the well, bet. So I am an so, Ed, so I guess I had a case. Ed is wearing um, the Rangers Ed podcast. Maybe they need it. another Ed if you're if you're so bent out of shape over this. Maybe they could use you over there. that what Sean. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ed, you're a good sport, buddy. What do yeah. you got
4: for us? Uh, actually, our first question is directed uh, right to you. Oh wow! From your pong partner last night, Nick from Offside Tavern. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Should you have won that game? He wants to know. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, we, we should have won, and it's probably my fault that we did. Nick was Nick was definitely pulling pulling the weight for that. Was riding his coattails a little bit. Did uh, a better wing. It was a, it was actually it was it was a, it was a dramatic game. We went to like triple overtime, and uh, Nick was was heavily responsible for that. And uh, you know I couldn't come up in the clutch there, and uh, and Nick for that I apologize. Uh, but next time That's I got your back, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we're gonna move on to Mel Armenia twenty two.
4: Why won't the NHL give the Islanders a Winter Classic at Belmont? I love that
1: question so because they because they should and I was just talking uh, to a buddy of mine about this too and its it just like it's such a joke and Chris actually you know made a comment about it earlier too like I mean really Boston and Pittsburgh again mm-hmm. you know and and basically the, there's about seven teams that they rotate with these winter classics right and you got Boston Pittsburgh the Rangers Philly, Detroit, Chicago and somehow Buffalo has made it in there. I guess because it's a good market up there, right? Because that's what had, it's all about. They had the first one, right? I
2: think they were playing it safe there with weather, and sure. things like that. That's and a they, good they, point. They wanted that snow. That's a good point. Um, the the joke of it is is that the NHL uh, they do a lot of good things, but this is not a national event. And I could tell you from I have a I pre- didn't watch today. I have a pretty good handle on like the media who mm. it covers it. TNT's gonna, you know, it's just it's four hours of the guys talking about how great it is, right? How right. Great it is. Yeah. But here's the problem: they were already there. I know because I got the cover for Sports Business Journal. I spent a, a weekend in Boston, mm. covered it. They, they they played the Flyers. Um, it, it it's the first couple has a little bit of a national feel. I don't expect the TV ratings to be. There won't be a blip compared to the, most of the college football games, any of the reasonably big ones, especially the two semis. They're not going to approach any of the other major sports, and so what I would implore the NHL to do is like, okay, it's been a successful thing, it's been a nice thing, it's a, but now it, stop, stop trying to chase that at some sort of major national event right. by having right. it at Fenway again. Yeah, you I, know? and but the game once. The beauty of the event is the, the, the picture, right? Sure. You get there if you went to any of the Yankee Stadium games, they did the stadium. Yes, yes, are, yes. You get there, then the game starts and it isn't so good after that <laughs> because you can't see that much. The right. sound kinda dies in January mm-hmm. and so unlike you, I don't actually I think unlike you, because I saw our tweet you had I don't. Mm. I don't have a problem mm. with the new teams kind of. Jo- so next year's game. Oh, I don't care at yeah. the end of the next day. Next year's games in uh, Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> I just seniors. found it funny. I just. If it was, I, my reaction was well, at least it's someplace different. Yeah. And it's also someplace <laughs> a little unique. And Seattle. They have, and I could speak to this from uh, Major League Soccer where they get 60,000 people at Seattle Sounders mm. games. Yeah. Like they, the Pacific Northwest, there's something cool about that. So, uh, like I'm okay with that. But at this point, just stop it with the Bostons and Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, for know. crying out loud. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And, and, I've been the two, and they've been nice. The other just... one was at the uh, the big house in Michigan. It was cool to see 100,000 sure. people there. Then the game starts, and it's just the hockey isn't that good slower it, you know well look it's make it a great national game don't don't try to kid yourselves that it's bigger than not that. not that we didn't know this already
1: but it's clearly about the money and the market right and that's why it's the same teams rotating every time because that's where they're going to get the most viewers i mean they research this stuff and that's why we're seeing that. And it's not about being fair and getting every team into one. Because, again, the joke of it is, yeah, I mean, that's why I threw it out there on Twitter. It was just these two new teams that just came in in the past couple of years. And they're already getting a winner classic when there's 20 other teams that haven't seen one yet, which is just hilarious to me. I don't.
2: Uh, I agree with you that, it, of course, it's about the money. It's a business. I, just, right. I don't think this game today is gonna make a big uh, enough. I think the, sh- the shine is worn off. I yeah. don't think anybody cares. about it, it, it anymore. The shine is worn. I'm off. I'm definitely speaking for myself here, right? But what will be? It'll you know just have it in different places at this point. So if you're gonna repeat it with the same teams and in Fenway again, yeah. it, it was already. It, it was like watching a bad sequel. Like like, what's the point? Is it just another game in Fenway Park?
1: I'll be generous and say maybe the first five years or so. Maybe mm-hmm. that myself and maybe my hockey buddies would be if it's local. Hey, d- would you consider going? I did go to the first Fenway one, actually. No, um, but th- between that or just, hey, you know, where are we watching the game? Maybe the first five years. And then I think I'm being generous there. And since then, I didn't even know it was today. I thought it was
2: yesterday. There's another uh, weird thing, but I get why uh, there's a lot of competition. There's no way they were going up against right, NFL right, games. Right. They got to own January 2nd. A lot of people had off today. Most people even had off today. Um, but uh, I guess the ratings will be at, well, to TNT. So I'm not too sure the ratings <laughs> are going to be at. There's a difference. To TNT it does a nice job, but ESPN is going to get better ratings. Well, they're the worldwide league in sports. Um, so uh, yeah, I just it it just seems silly to me. But hey, running into the 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 stadium series, the brilliance behind it was that when they had those games where the Rangers played the Islanders and the Rangers played the Devils, yes, that was like there. It's like telling uh, an Islander, a former Islander, uh, we'd like to induct you in the Islanders Hall of Fame. Yep, you and the Rangers get, with the road team, you ain't, ain't getting games. your number retired, <laughs> right? <laughs> you're, you know, yeah, you're getting it all. In other words, Islanders Devils. You're getting the stadium series game. You ain't That's the no, best we can do. Yeah, you're not playing in, in the winter. Classic. 100%. God forbid.
4: Right, right, absolutely. All right, Ed, what do you got? Uh, next is a two-parter from MJ Beckman. Okay. Uh, will there be a second season of Hockey Press Pass? Also, when not making Hockey Night in New York, which New York Islander podcast do you listen to most? <laughs>
2: wow. Well, the first question, I never heard of it, so I don't know. (laughs) Go Uh, ahead, Chris. I'd like to, if if the question is, will there be a second season someday? I hope so. Um, I just wasn't able to get it started on this time for good reasons, for work reasons. Uh, And then this worked out perfectly to have the best Islander podcast around right in the town where I live with you guys. And this Beautiful studio. Um, So uh, that was a blessing. Uh, But I would like to do it again. It did nicely and I've gotten some interest. And media people wanted to be on it. So I hope to have another season, but it's not going to be this season. And then as for the the answer to the other question? The the other question. I didn't know there were any other Islander podcasts, Chris. I thought Hockey Night in New York was the only one. I thought it was a bizarre (laughs) Did they say you were listening to any other Islander podcasts or hockey
4: podcasts? If you listen to – what it was – Directly Islanders. Oh.
1: Directly Islanders. I'm I'm I mean, are there they're any all other? good. They're all good. There we there we go. They're all good. <laughs> listen to all of them. Yes. No, I don't want to lie to anybody, and that's fine. I'll be blunt. Like it's so funny because I want all of you watching and listening to to watch and listen to my podcast as, as much and as often as possible. Please. Um, but full throttle confession here, I don't listen to any other podcast, whether it's hockey, Islanders, or otherwise.
2: This is it. This is this is my podcast world. And that's I listen to some Islander podcasts, and just like I you know, listened back on our last show to hear how we did, uh, I have listened to <laughs> other Islander, uh, Islander podcasts. Uh, Greg Picker has got an Islanders mm-hmm. one that he does with uh, Corey from the team. Andrew's got one. Um, I'll always be partial to the Let There Be Lighthouse podcast. Uh, Folks, uh, main guy based yes. out of St. Louis. Yeah, I know Dan they, does a good job yeah, over the, there. Yeah, they, they just, I mean. And they, there are they, some they've exceptions. Been, they've been doing it for years. I come and go. Other people come and go. These guys have been at it for a long time, and uh, so I got huge respect for them. So I do, I will listen in once in a while. When I was coming back to do this with you, I wanted to see what else was out there, Um but you're right. There's only so much time. I I guarantee you that the lighthouse guys don't listen to our show. The pickers yeah, don't I, to my, I wouldn't expect show, that. You know. And, so, uh, but uh, but they're all they're all good. and there
1: and there's exceptions to what I said. I have listened to some of those shows. Oh, I just been. don't listen. With any sort of regularity, like I, I would be lying to you guys if I said, "Oh, I listened to so and so religiously." Check them out, you know. But I know Dan Saracini does a good job covering the team, and I know yeah. he has a very good following over. Uh, Let there be lighthouse. The guy, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And th- and there's other ones out there too, like you mentioned. There's there's talking Isles. Andrew Gross has the Island Ice podcast yeah. with Newsday. And look, the Isles th- fix guys do a great job. Yeah, look, I mean, if anything, Islander fans are spoiled in the sense that. There's a ton of them out there, mm-hmm. and you can listen to them all and, and pick your favorites or listen to them all if you have the time. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's great because that's how passionate this damn fan base is. Is mm-hmm. that you got clowns like me that are like, hey, there might be four or five people that want to hear what I have to say about mm-hmm. the Islanders. You, you set the gear up and you give it a shot, and here we are. And, and I'm more than grateful to, to, to be able to say that you guys tune in every week and, and check us out. And it's it's very much appreciated. And uh, But, yeah, there's, there's plenty of other ones out there that I'm yeah. sure do a great job. And it to.
2: says a lot that they all do well. I'll check the rankings from time to time. I, I Chris know, is very competitive. I'm very competitive. <laughs> I know, especially when we've had certain guests on or certain topics they've done well so we're very very grateful to the fans for that as well yes. when it comes to the other shows what gets my attention and, and i we talk about this sometimes with this one is like maybe if the picker show has got a particular guest of you know somebody i know i want to hear what does he have to say or or somebody's talking about a particular topic as you know that that's what catches your attention
4: there you have it ed what do you got uh Boyle 13 any
2: update with Pelic and his return to the lineup well, um, I mean, I think we can say exclusively that we do know when Pel. No, I'm kidding. It's <laughs> <I laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> do we? <laughs> T. Boyle's <laughs> a smart enough guy to you have knowledge. the internet to know <laughs> to, to follow Kevin and Andrew and and uh, uh, Stephen Rosner yes. and and that if anything, so um yes, it's now it's now gone on to the point where it's concerning that there is we're almost at a month yeah like it's another trip he's not on right correct right so um that's that's sad that that means he's really battling with something uh but no we we don't have an answer and uh the fact that the team hasn't given one now a couple weeks ago for anybody paying attention i i was had felt that it was some reason for hope based on some of the things that Lane said Mm -hmm. now that he's not on the trip and the team's not saying anything. My read on that is, you know, that's a concern. All that said, when he comes back, the team's just going to tell you the day before. Mm
1: -hmm. yeah, and Tom and and the rest of you guys out there, I think you guys know by now that even even the answers that they do give the beat writers aren't exactly one hundred percent factual all the time, and maybe I don't want to say misleading, but they don't paint the whole picture. You know, you have some guys that have been day to day for for weeks now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like, you know, but like Chris said, guys like Stefan, Andrew, Kevin, Kurz, they're going to know before we do. But obviously, if that word is ever passed along, maybe when we have Stefan on next time. Uh, we'll, we'll give it a we'll give it another shot, but uh, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, we'll, we'll give T. Boyle
4: another shot here. He also asks, uh, once the team gets healthy, do you see Johnston on
1: waivers? On waivers, um, no, because he hasn't been placed on waivers yet. I don't think I don't know if he he was placed on waivers once since he's been with this team. Now there could be an exception that I am forgetting about, but and I think I think we've talked about this in the show previous too. They love that guy. They love that guy in the locker room. Even whether he steps on the ice or not, he's a guy who's been – they've they've expe- extended him to two separate, I think, four-year contracts, right? So they like having him there, I guess, for the option of if they feel like they need a tougher guy in the lineup. And I think they just like him in the locker room. So I think they're going to waive the guys if and when they're healthy. They'll They'll send the guys down to Bridgeport who are eligible first. And if a tough decision comes, like maybe a Hudson Fashing, mm-hmm. forcing his way onto the lineup,
2: maybe that would be the first time you see Ross Johnson yeah, on no, waivers. Very well said. Uh, it, they don't want to. Um, I don't share that view, but I'm also not there, and I don't mm-hmm. have that, those feelings. Know, I'm sure he's a terrific guy, and he's had his moments on the ice as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be getting closer to the point where they will have to think about it mm-hmm. um, because other People are making a much, much stronger case. Yeah. You have up to 23 that you could use. If they could still keep a spot for them, they will. But if they have to, they'll put them on waivers. And um, I will say this with all complete respect he will clear waivers.
1: Yeah, I think that's accurate as well. He will clear waivers. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Ed, if, if we got one more, we'll do one more. We'll sneak one in. If sure. Not, we'll sneak one in from Mike, 4652. Can Lou really
4: be that blind? Uh, as to see what the team needs, care to speculate
2: on his reluctance <laughs> reluctance to deal? <laughs> oh, gee, well, the, the easy it's not a <laughs> well. I guess it is a defensive. The, the easy answer is there hasn't been a major trade made since the off season. There were a couple of minor moves made right. the day of the holiday freeze because some teams needed some bodies and made it some switch uh, some switches, but trades usually aren't made uh at this early in the season but now the clock will start to tick you now the holiday freeze is, uh, is over in a day or so and um he will uh then he's got two months to do it. he's got about six seven weeks to, to do something and i suspect he will he's not i mean i've been critical of him but it's not like he's not sitting there and doesn't know what he knows need. exactly yeah. what they need it's just, and look, you never want to
1: hear this answer because it's the one you usually get, but again, it takes two to tango. There has to be a team that has somebody available, and then you have to iron out the details. You have to have what they want. You have to be willing to give up what they want, and you hear all the time that, that a lot of these deals are worked at, right? They don't. It's not like Lou picks up the phone and says, hey, I'll give you this or that. All right, sounds good. Click. It, it, it takes time, sometimes days, weeks, months, whatever it is, and, you know,
2: and he, I'm sure you meant this, but the salary cap, it's like a yeah. huge, huge part yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. So and when most teams are up against it, like for every Arizona, a couple others, most teams, I believe it's something like 18 of them at least, are like right up against the cap. It is. Yeah. So, so trades have to be even. So they are not easy to make in this league. Yeah. And
1: that's not to say that Lou gets a, a full pass with, with those things in mind, but... You know, you have to just consider all of these different factors. It's not just a matter of snapping your fingers and a, and a deal is done. And, and I'm, again, I'm sure he knows what he needs. The question is whether he can, he has what he is, he, if he's willing to give up what he has to to get what he needs, and and whether there's a willing partner. But I, I do think he's going to make a, at least one significant deal before the trade deadline.
2: Who or what that's going to be remains to be seen. And I know most of our fans, uh, most of our fans, our listeners know this, but I will just point it out. If somebody wants to say no shit, that's fine. (laughs) Um, But the reason I I do think there's actually plenty of fans out there who don't, for good reason, They, they don't, think of these things or don't know them, but the mm. reason why a lot of these trades are made as late as possible is that's less you have to pay the guy, less he counts right. on your account. Right, So right. that's why not only is Lula Amarello and the Islanders not made a trade, but for the most part, nobody's made a significant trade where they've taken on any salary so far. Right. But that will happen in probably starting around February 1 until the trade deadline. Yeah, I think that's fair.
1: So, folks, I want to thank you guys so much for throwing in the questions for Questions Brewing. If we didn't get to it, we apologize. Obviously, we're up against the clock here. And we'll try to get you in next week. But, folks, that's going to wrap it up. So, Ed, please hit that music. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you all for tuning in to twitch.tv slash hockey night NY here on Twitch at Florida Media and Rockville Center. Thanks a lot for watching along. And, of course, a big thanks to you guys listening later on your favorite podcast providers. A huge, huge thanks to Nick Costa of offside tavern can't wait to see that place up and running again great stuff from him and of course a huge thanks to our wonderful sponsors starting with blue line deli and bagels located at 719 west jericho turnpike and huntington that is their flagship store check out blue line to get an idea of their menu and whatnot also lost farmer brewing company 63a second street in Mineola, check out lost farmer brewing.com so you can see what they got going on their menu too and a big thanks to main street board game cafe located at 307 main street in huntington village go to main st that's right main st board to check them out as well and uh chris where can we find you on the twitter
2: at chris bada nhl
1: you can find myself at shawnee hockey you can follow the show at hockey night ny on twitter facebook instagram and the tick tock please rate review and subscribe if you like what we're doing here jay i like the dance moves up there buddy (laughs) (laughs) i'm cringing back (laughs) (laughs) you're keeping it together and uh and also a big thanks to our pals at the rangers ed podcast coach ed little ed uh thanks for the the really crappy merchandise They're, they're gonna get burned in the barrel once the show is over but uh great stuff from them and of course Thanks to you guys. My name is Sean Cuthbert for Chris Bada. We've been Hockey Night in New York. We will see you next week.